Welcome to A Deeper Life with the Flowers, where we look at how you can find joy in life by doing big and small things that will lead you to living a deeper life. This podcast is brought to you by Flowers Coaching. If you want to find out more about what we do at Flowers Coaching, you can visit us on Instagram at flowers.coaching. If you enjoy this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds after listening to it and give it a five-star rating on wherever you're listening to it. Uh, That can help a new podcast grow so much. So thanks in advance for doing that for us. On today's episode, we are going to take a look at four ways you sabotage your morning routine and what you can do to stop it. I hope you enjoy this. Let's dig in. Okay, so today we're looking at those four ways that you probably sabotage your morning routine without knowing it. Um, I'm going to start off here with the first one. Um, And the first one I have is drinking. Okay, so specifically um, drinking too much water, soda, coffee, beer, tea, wine, energy drinks, or whatever. Um, If you are going to drink too much liquid throughout the day, that's really going to lead you to, you know, having to get up in the middle of the night to pee, or it's going to, if you drink too much caffeine throughout the day, um, or you don't stop at a certain time. You might wake up and realize like you you can't fall asleep because you're too energized. If you're going to uh, drink too much alcohol, that's going to obviously have a lot of issues for your sleeping. It's it's a myth that you need alcohol to sleep better. Um, most people, it actually makes you sleep worse. You might think you're sleeping good, but the quality of sleep that you're going to get is way, way down from what it should be. Um, and then a good way to counteract this is by trying not to drink anything an hour before you go to bed. So I know like a lot of people do the, I want to drink a gallon of water a day challenge or whatever. Um, and then they always complain about it after they do it because they're like, well, I just had to pee all through the night. And it's like, well, you drinking, whether you're drinking a gallon or two gallons a day, it doesn't matter if you're like having to pee throughout the night because what matters is you probably forgot throughout the day and then you were drinking a bunch of water right before you got to bed to make sure you hit that gallon, which is not good for your body. You want to kind of have all your water through your system and ready to go so you do get that good sleep and then you end up doing that, okay? All right, so the number, the second way that people uh, sabotage their set themselves in their morning routines is by staying in bed. Uh, we've all had that moment where you're sleeping, Um, your alarm goes off at five and then as soon as that alarm goes off, you turn it off and before you know it, you've fallen right back asleep and you like, it almost feels like you blink and when you wake up, it's 30 to 40 minutes later than when you wanted to get up. All right. So that's, that has been a big problem for me, uh, especially when I was younger. So when I was in high school, I worked at this HVAC uh, company where I, you know, cleaned air conditioners and stuff. And I worked with this guy. Um, his name was Big Al, and he was, you know, just this big guy. And he would say that like every day he got up at four thirty, had no problems getting up. He just would get up and drink coffee and like work on his motorcycle in his garage. And so I asked him, I was like, Al, how do you do that? Like, I, there's no way I could get up that early and continue to like go about my day without falling asleep. And he said the biggest thing that he wanted to do is as soon as his opened it, he opened his eyes in the morning, his feet were hitting the ground. Okay. So it was like, as soon as he opened his eyes, his feet were hitting the ground. So here's some things. If that's a problem for you, where you just fall back asleep when your alarm goes off, here's some stuff that you can try that I think will help you uh, be able to get out of bed. 
Um, my wife, Ellie, she does this thing called count to three. So she goes like three, two, one. So when her alarm goes off, she counts, goes three, two, one, and then she gets out of bed. Uh, another idea is you could, instead of having your alarm right next to your bed, uh, you should put it across your room. Um, that one is good if you live alone and it's just you sleeping in your bed. But if you have a wife who doesn't get up at the same time as you, uh, I would not recommend that because that'll get her angry very quickly, speaking from experience here. Um, this next one I think is really interesting, but it's to have a light that helps wake you up. So a lot of like my kids all have these sound machines that also have like a kind of night light component to it. And you can set those so that it lights up, you know, at certain parts of the day when it's time for them to wake up. But if you were to put that by your bed and instead of you're having an alarm go off, it slowly just starts to get brighter um, there are some studies about how that like waking up next to like with light next to you will help you wake up more because it like gets you more in tuned with your um, rhythms of, you know, life because when the sun rises, we should get up that kind of thing. Um, so that's an interesting one you could try. And then this one uh, is definitely the craziest option, but it's to put a second alarm in your kid's bedroom. Um, and so essentially what happens is your alarm goes off and then three to five minutes later, the alarm's going to go off in like your baby's room. And so what you're going to have to do is you're like, okay, uh, that alarm's going to go off. I'm going to get up out of bed and I'm going to book it all the way into my kid's room as quietly as I can and try to turn that alarm off before it wakes them up. And that'll encourage you to get out of bed because if you don't, then you're going to have to deal with your kid waking up as well. Okay, so for number three, I put uh, looking at your phone. The, the worst way you can sabotage your morning routine is by when you wake up, and I definitely do this sometimes, is when you grab your phone and the first thing you check is like your email. And first of all, if that's you and you're checking your email, because I had this moment with myself a couple days ago where it was like, man, how sad is my life that the second I'm awake, I'm <laughs> the main thing I'm worried about is who emailed me or what like uh, ads I got in my inbox over with the night while I was sleeping. So um, that, you know, is just something like there's really no reason that I need to check my email anyway until at least 9 a.m. Uh, so there's some other big ways that looking at your phone can be a big time waster. Things like TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, it, those are all things that if you look at too early in the morning, it can throw off your whole morning routine. The main way that this happened for me was TikTok. Um, so I would like wake up, I'd go to the bathroom, and then before I know it in the bathroom, I would watch, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of TikToks and half of my morning routine is wasted because I didn't really realize it, okay? And I don't want to be one of those people who's like, social media is really bad for you. So I love TikTok. I mean, over the past year, there's been some times where the videos I've watched at TikTok have been hilarious for me. They've brought me joy. It's been so funny. Um, but then there's also times where I'll watch TikTok and I'll be like, okay, I should probably stop and go do something else. Um, but I just want to watch one more funny video. And if you're not familiar with TikTok, uh, how it works is you kind of just flick or scroll through all these different 
one minute videos that people make. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, I just need to watch one more and then I'll go back to doing um, what I planned on doing that day. And I'll go through like five or 10 until I just get to something that's funny. And so uh, that ends up just being a waste because the things that are funny aren't as like around as often on the app as the things that like I do like. So um, I've, I actually ended up getting rid of TikTok because of that because I just found I was wasting too much time. And so how I've kind of kept that around is Ellie will send me uh, a couple TikToks that she thinks I think will funny every day. And then like once a week, we sit down and she shows me them and I laugh and it's funny and we, you know, share the joy together and it's a good time. Um, but if you're trying to figure out like, okay, I want to keep all my social media stuff, but I don't want it to waste, you know, all my time. Um, there's a couple things that you can do. One of them is like creating a time or a schedule for yourself on when it's okay for you to check those apps. So let's say you want to wake up at five to do a morning routine then you're like, okay, I'm not going to check my email, TikTok, or Instagram until 8 a.m. And then that gives you three hours in the morning to know what to have and what to do at that time. All right, so the fourth and last thing that I have that can be a way that people can sabotage themselves is uh, by having children. Um, basically, the biggest sabotage for my morning routine every day uh, is when my kids wake up and they come in the middle of what I'm trying to do. And so there are really two things that I think if you're having this issue that you can kind of figure out what to do with them. So the first thing is uh, fight for them to have a good routine, mostly for the nighttime. Um, a lot of people say that if you can have a good nighttime routine, it's typically that means that they'll sleep all the way through to the morning and a certain time you want in the morning. Uh, I'm really bad at this. We have a two-year-old who's always getting out of bed and never wants to go to bed and wakes up really early. And um, I really want to like love him and not like be mean and put him back in his bed or whatever. Um, so we're working on that with him. But for our other kids, that's always worked out really well where it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do at night. We're going to do a bath, two books, um, we're going to rock you in your rocking chair, whatever, and then put you down. And then they've woken up kind of closer to the time that we wanted them in the morning, um, based off of what time we put them down and how it went. And of course it's true that like, if, and if you don't have kids, you probably hear people who have kids complain about this, but if you don't have an organized morning routine, so say you're like, okay, I'm going to go over to my friend's house for this barbecue. We're going to be there really late and then we'll come home and just put the kid to bed the kid's not going to wake up later in the day because they went to bed later. They'll actually probably wake up earlier in the day because their system's all up. So fight for them to have that really good morning routine. Um, and then the other, the second thing, which I think is the more realistic option is figure out what you're going to do in your morning routine if they wake up. Okay. Or when they wake up, I guess is the real thing. And, and there's one thing I want to encourage you with this. Um, your morning routine is really good for you and it's good for your kids to see you doing something that's good for yourself. Like it's good for your kids to see you eat vegetables. It's good for your kids to see you exercise because what they see you doing is something that they're going to end up wanting to do themselves at some point. 
Um, so one of the things I'll do is if I'm on my exercise bike and they wake up is I'll kind of set them up with, uh, activities, whether that's drawing or I'll even, I'll put on Coco Melon for them. That's a Netflix show. If you don't know that does some like singing and I'll kind of finish that exercising piece of it. Um, so there's another really specific way that this has bummed me out in my morning routine that I feel like I recently have like got over some mental blocks on. And it's this. So when I'm doing my uh, devotional time, I'm really big on, all right, I have these steps I want to do. I want to do them in these order. And I don't want any interruptions because that's my time with God. And if I'm not doing everything how I planned it, then I'm not really having my time with God how it should be. And I'm not really connecting with God like I want to. Obviously, there's a lot of flaws in that kind of mindset there. But what happens for me is there's one morning, I'll tell you the story real quick. There's one morning when our middle child woke up and he came out and, you know, wanted to sit with me and stuff. And I was right in the middle of reading uh, my Bible chapters for the day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go make him his bottle. And then I'm going to put him on the couch and I'll finish doing what I'm doing. And so I get up, I'm making the milk in the kitchen and I look over and he's standing on the table holding my Bible and the pen I had, and he's just scribbling all over the pages of my Bible. And my first response was, I was like, ah, what are you doing? You're ruining my morning. You're now ruining my Bible. Like, this is so annoying. Like, why do you do this to me? Um, And, you know, we had a talk about not doing that kind of thing and stuff. And I put him down. And then a couple months later, I was reading this book uh, called The Burning of My Bones, which is a the biography about Eugene Peterson. Um, if you don't know who Eugene Peterson is, he translated the message version of the Bible. He was a teacher for a long time, really kind of a famous Christian, but not like a famous Christian for a bad way. Like he kind of lived his life the right way. And the opening, like the intro of the book, it describes his prayer time in the morning. And it describes a kid walking in on his prayer time and It's this really beautiful passage about him having this like prayer shawl that he's wearing and he's on his knees and he's just quiet and the sun is rising and it's like, okay, yeah, that's what everyone thinks that Eugene Peterson's, you know, devotional time is like. But then there's another time where they talk about how his little girl would crawl into his office and she would grab his, his Bibles or his like specifically his Hebrew Bible that he had on his shelf And she would like color in it all the time. And he never once got mad at her because what he said was he was like, when I look at her coloring in there, um, it just reminds me of like the grace that God's given me to have my daughter and how um, impactful she's been in my life. And so that changed a lot of things for me with that story I just told you. And so now when I open up Romans 8 and I see the markings that are in there that were left by my second child, um, I'm not angry because that was him, you know, just being a part of my life. And there's going to be marks like that all over the place that we can't really uh, get rid of. So the other thing that encouraged me with that story specifically, um, uh, Maverick City and uh, Elevation wrote this song together that came out called talking with Jesus and we'll link to it in the show notes. But essentially what the song is about is I think, and I I haven't listened to it in a while, but I think it's about a grandma who's hanging out at 
praying in her room and her kid keeps like interrupting her to play and like wants to be with her. And so instead of like stopping praying to go play with her kid or pushing her kid away to go back to praying, she invites the the kiddo in with her to like pray and what she's doing with God already in that moment. And that's when I realized that the when my kids wake up during my devotional time, it's not a time for me to stop being with God and start being with them. It's actually a time for me to bring them in with me and Jesus, and I'll go deeper with Jesus and my son if we're all doing that together. And that can look like a lot of different things, you know, like, I, yeah, I might not finish reading the Bible that day, and I might not like even read it out loud to him, um, but we could pray together. You know, I could ask him a couple questions about Jesus or just sit with him um, in silence for a few seconds at the kitchen table while I like at least look at the pages of the passage I was reading. So um, if you find that that time has been constantly interrupted for you, I really want to encourage you just to think about how that doesn't have to be an interruption, but it is a time that you can just go deeper with Jesus by bringing uh, your child into that with you. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. Um, and it helped you figure out how you can have a deeper life, and we will see you next time.